It's time for Cats Talk Wednesday. Small town and big city joined forces. Benny Hardy of Lynch, Kentucky, and Terry Brown of Louisville, Kentucky, team up to give you free-flowing, laid-back sports talk. Focus on Kentucky Wildcats, as well as pertinent information in the NBA, NFL, and Major League Baseball. And here we are, another episode of Cast Talk Wednesday. Vinny Hardy, Louisville's own Terry Brown in here on another Wednesday evening. What's good, TV? How we doing, man? Man, I'm doing fantastic. This past weekend, I was able to go back home to Kentucky for the first time uh, since early December. So it was good. Got to see Mama B, got to see Aunt May, got to see the girls, got to eat some things that they don't have here. I uh, got some indies. as one of those, if you know, you know. Got some sharks, if you know, you know. So uh, got some uh, got some donuts, got some sugar and spice donuts, which is the spot out in my neck of the woods in Fern Creek. It's where my dad took me when I was a kid. That's where I took the girls. So we got some fresh uh, donuts. So we, we doing good, man. My batteries are recharged. You know how it is when you go home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Mama B is a legend. For y'all that don't know, for y'all that do know, you do know. Y'all seen Mama B on Twitter and Instagram, and some of us got the meter at when we go to uh, Cameron Mills get-togethers in Lexington. Yeah, absolutely. She is precious. Glad you got to see Mama B. Now, Aunt May, whose sister is she? What side of the family is she on? She's my mom's older sister. She's okay. actually the reason my mom... Uh, moved from Tennessee to Kentucky. So uh, she she fits into my life pretty importantly. Uh, Aunt May's husband uh, was in the military, so they were in Fort Knox in the Louisville area. Mom came up to visit, liked it, decided to stay, meets Papa B, and, you know, some years later, here's, here's Terry B. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, for the people that don't know, a lot of people do know, like you said, but we got who knows watching on Roku, which we appreciate <laughs> part of BS3 Network. Appreciate Ben Sutter um, putting us in, looping us into the umbrella with so many other podcasts, 25 plus podcasts that are under this network. We're proud to be a part of it. It's a little promo video I have to play that way y'all watching can see some of the other podcasts that we're part of, and we're glad to be here. But for those that don't know, tell them, tell them what Indies is about. Because those that do know, we know. But for those that it, don't, we got people Indies that is, Indies is a slow food spot, man. It's a, it, and now it's a chain. I remember when it was just one. It was in downtown. Uh, but the spot I go to is the one on Popper Level. I've been going. Got the girls on it. They like that spicy uh, uh, food. I get the rib tips. Always get the rib tips, uh, but the girls we get them uh, either the two piece snack box or the three piece dinner, so they get that chicken. Uh, my youngest gets the uh, uh, her side is mac and cheese, and then my oldest gets mac and cheese plus uh, uh, mashed potatoes and gravy. But they got all all the sides. The wedges are always fire. I'm not a spicy person by nature. So even the mild is a little spicy for me, but my dad got me hooked on it. You know how it is when you get a biscuit, you get a roll, you got to sop it up. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You got to sop up them juices with the roll. See, 
and that's what it that's what it's about. So for the first time, I was able to take the missus over there, and uh, she got a shrimp basket and enjoyed that. I didn't even know they had shrimp. Now the 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 menu at Indies is incredibly big, but like I said, I just get what I get. I don't venture too far off the, you know. It's, I'm sure it's all good, but that's just how I am. I find something I like at a restaurant, I stick with it. So, uh, but Indies is good. I think there's like five locations in Louisville. There's one in Lexington. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, that's that's been my that's been my late night spot. That's it, right down, not far from Rupp Arena. You head out towards is it going towards? It's on Broadway. It's, a, it's I think it's on Broadway or yeah. it was. I don't know what it is. 20 years ago, it was down on Broadway, really close to where the uh, the Legend played. That's what I think, going toward Legend Park. Yeah. 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 So, sure yeah. But yeah. I don't, I, like I said, I, I, don't, I can't speak to Lexington's geography anymore. <laughs> I noticed a few things have changed in the time that I've been gone from Louisville. I was like, oh, that's new. Oh, that's gone. Oh, there's a red light here now. So I had to pay attention a little bit. So we, we, we had a good time. So back yeah. and uh, it was a nice thing to do since the cats were not in the uh, regional final weekend. So, uh-huh. <laughs> and that's uh, of course you got to hit that. But I was going to ask you too because when you, well, when you you lived in Louisville and it's your home, but then now you come back as a visitor, so it's it's different. I mean, you 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 were away from home in college, but then you moved back and live in Louisville, but now coming back as a visitor and you all those years at home, you see people that moved away, come back. And now you're one that's moved away, coming back. It's a whole different kind of thing. See, even from the little town I'm from, I'm coming back as a visitor. Now and the first few times I did that, I'm like, wow. Cause so now you, you got going through that. It, it's, it's weird because like you said, I, I going to, to UK, Lexington to Louisville is only, you know, 70, 75 miles, whatever it is. I used to have the, I used to, that stretch of 64, I know like the back of my hand or I did at one point because I was burning that bad boy up mm-hmm. uh, going back and forth. So it was never that far. Uh, when I moved back, uh, when I was married the first time, I was only about four or five uh, miles away from uh, mom and dad, still the same part of town. Then when I got my condo myself, I was 1.6 miles away from the house I grew up in. So literally everything was the same. I was you know, the, the same grocery store, the same whatever. Uh, and so, you know, I see people and friends on Facebook, like yourself, that have moved away, got friends, uh, a guy I grew up with. Uh, he went to Syracuse for grad school, went to UK, but he's up in Windsor, Canada wow. now. And so I got folks in uh, that I know out in Florida all over the place. And here I was, like I said, sitting there about 1.6 miles away from the house I grew up with. You know, just a good quick run, you know, and uh, I never thought I'd move away. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like I made the right decision. The girls are, are great. Mama B is great. The family is great. I'm doing good here. So it's been it's been a good thing. That's it. So what did what did your Kate think about all the spots in Louisville? Had she, had she got all of them before or you actually we, really kind of introduced her to the VO this time? Really introduced. She'd been there a couple of times before and it was uh, you know, basically to to, to meet family just real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, one time we had lunch with my mom at Red Lobster that was fantastic. And then the pandemic happened, right? So that put a break 
on everything because it was we were set to have, you know, my mom was going to come here and her mom was going to go to Kentucky, but the pandemic, and you know, our our folks are older, and so traveling and and with all the you know they've got some health things as well, so that threw a wrench in everything. But this was kind of the first time you know I showed her the house I grew up in. I took her to the spot where my brothers are buried. You know, they're side by side. That was something I wanted to do, uh, even though you know I know they're not there. But it was just something I wanted to do, and 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 so we just kind of hit all kinds of all kinds of spots. Uh, got to hang out with my friend Jack, who's been on uh, the show before. Uh, he's popped on, so we got to hang out with him and his wife, and that was great. Very low key because it, it started out. I said, "Hey, I'm coming back." And then, you know, the phone blows up because everybody wants a little piece, uh, which is fine. I'm, I'm glad for that. But mm-hmm. I said, you know, I'm going to be back. But this time, got to see Mama B, got to see my aunt. And however I can get it on the schedule with the girls, those that's that's what I'm doing. Right. And then everything else kind of filters in after that. But it was a, it was a good trip. Uh, it's a good trip. You know, you know, eight and a half, nine hours. But it was great. Uh, to do it with someone else and not be on the road right. uh, solo. Because on the road solo, after about hour six, that's a wrap, man. That's it, your, your your body starts, you know, things start blending in, especially going through Iowa, Illinois, and Southern Indiana. It's just uh, ain't nothing to see, man. Yeah. But, yeah. but we, had a good, we had a good opportunity. To get, like I said, got my batteries recharged. Uh, my mom made us a big thing of greens. I was able to bring back... <laughs> So, you know, mama made some greens and now she didn't make them for me. She told him she didn't make She like, did not for you. This is for my daughter-in-law. So. Oh, well. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, 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 she official now then. Oh, yeah. She in the family now. Yeah. And my mom makes these little graham cracker treats. I'm not the biggest fan, but, but, uh, but the missus likes them. So that's what mama B did. And, and I got to say, this is how I know. That, that my wife is in. When an older black woman makes you cobbler, oh. made a, a a blackberry oh. was was it blackberry cobbler cake? Yeah. Blackberry a uh, blackberry cobbler. We were out running around. Came back in hot, oh. fresh out the oven. See. Told told me to go to the ice cream place and get some ice cream so they could have some for the cobbler. I said, I'm you know I'm not a big cobbler fan. She said, this ain't for you. So. Yeah. She in, she's in, she's in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we had, we had a we had a good old time, man. I tell you, we we did checking off all the boxes. Good stuff, good stuff, man. Yeah, you mentioned right, already. Right. Yeah, you mentioned already how how weird it is because it's the, it's the final four now, and what two weeks ago we were talking about January, February, Kentucky, and how it's just. We don't. We kind of don't know what to do with ourselves. And this year is even worse than last year because, you know, you win your first game, then you lose six in a row, and you're one and six, and you're kind of like, okay, well, this this ain't a tournament team. We had all season to accept the fact that last year's team wasn't going to the tournament unless they won the SEC tournament. That's the only way they were going to make it. We already knew yeah. that. This year, great season, and we ignored this you know, sputtering towards the end. And mm-hmm. we're still bracing for a deep run in March and for it to end so abruptly after one game in the first round against St. Peter's is even 
I would argue more brutal than last year because we were able to come to terms with it as the season went on last year. This time it was you lose St. Peter's and wham, and it's that's it, 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 it hit us in yeah. the face. It, it, you know, as the as the two seed, obviously, because uh, as a two seed, you're thinking, "Hey, this thing is kind of wide open," and you allow yourself to have these these visions because you can make the argument that at the end of January, beginning of February, Kentucky was the best team in the country. You can you can make that argument after the Kansas game and and some other subsequent games. You could you could say, "Hey, a healthy Kentucky is the best team in the country," mm-hmm. and so this is. For me, this season is the one season that, man, Cal could have done something different. And I say that even when you, you know, losing to Kansas State, that was a Sweet 16 team, right? That the, the, the Shea year that you could tell, like you were saying about last year's team, you can kind of get a feeling on what these teams are and what they're going to do midseason. Once you've played about 20, 25 games you know right and so this is the one team i'm like man i I felt good about this one and it just didn't it just doesn't didn't click so uh but but that being said you can be disappointed but you can still be realistic uh i'm still not of the mindset that this year needs to be thrown in the trashy there's things you can look to uh for this year and still say, okay, that was fun. The Kansas game was certainly fun. There were other moments when this team was rolling that was really, really good. And this was something that folks were talking about uh, last year and have been talking about the, you know, is this team fun? Kentucky basketball, Kentucky basketball was fun Mm -hmm. for a long stretch this year. And you can say it was fun. It didn't end like we wanted it to, but it was still, it was still fun. Uh, also, throwing away this season, uh, look at all the hardware Oscar Shibway is, is is accruing. He won the NABC uh, National Player of the Year, the one award Anthony Davis didn't win. Unbelievable. So you got an award that no Kentucky player, no SEC player has ever won. You can't just throw the season away. And, and I think that there's an overreaction to – uh, the way the season ended, uh, because people aren't being ris- realistic. I saw, you know, saw some tweets. You know, when's the last time we won a, a championship? Twenty twenty. Like it's, you know, the season was cut short, but that team won the SEC by three games. So it's not. It's like, come on, you know, um, we we don't have to we don't have to do these negatives to say. Oh, I was disappointed by losing to a 15 seat, which turned out to be not a standard 15 seat. You know, the first one to get to the Elite Eight. So, and I'm not trying to to, to soften. I'm just saying that team was just built different. And mm-hmm. you know, it was one of those things. I know the numbers, the metrics, kind of you're thinking, oh, this team was whatever they were, offensive efficiency. But sometimes you got to watch teams play. And I think a lot of the Kentucky folks were basing the prediction of St. Peter's off of a shoot around. We probably should have watched some game tape. Yeah. <laughs> because come to find out, like those dudes just wanted to play ball. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and the thing too that we do, uh, Kentucky fans, 
oh, we just need some 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 people that care like the 2015 team. Are you telling me Tyler Ewis didn't care? Mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox didn't care. Like, is, is that is that your argument? Emmanuel quickly didn't care. No. Is, is that what you're saying to me? That Nick Richards didn't work hard for three seasons to become junior Nick Richards and be all SEC? Is that what you're telling me? You're telling me Oscar Sheewey doesn't care. Is that like, and and, and that gets tossed around. Uh, sometimes you just lose, and it's not about caring or not caring. And and uh, folks, we just need to get back to the blue collar, this, that, and the other. Look, every one of those four teams in the Final Four has top dudes. They've got NBA dudes. This is not you, – you, you don't win championships being plucky underdogs. Like, even if you go back to, like, you think of some of the, the biggest upsets in the tournament, uh, you know, teams that won championships. Like, you know, Ed Pickney for Villanova played in the league. Like, you you don't just get a bunch of, aw, shucks. And now you can you reach the Final Four? Yeah, because we've seen Providence reach the Final Four. We've seen Butler reach the Final Four. Although uh, your boy uh, for Butler, I can't Gordon remember. Hayward, Gordon Hayward, like he's been in the league, like you know. So, yeah. so when he healthy, he, he can hoop. When he healthy, yeah. Okay. So this this notion that you just need a bunch of plucky underdogs, and I think that gets lost in translation a little bit with this being the 30th anniversary of the Christian Leitner shot and the Unforgettables. And I see folks still clinging to that. Like, I get it. Like, no, full disclosure, I was not a Kentucky fan when that happened. When it happened in real time, I was still on my Louisville narcotic. I was still on that Louisville stuff. So I was really indifferent. Maybe I chuckled. But in retrospect, uh, you know, for me, it's one of those things we've built that team up, a bunch of plucky underdogs. They had Jamal Mashburn on the team. Like, you know, it wasn't just a bunch of plucky underdogs. And I, I get it. I get it. The unforgettables, they 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 mean a lot to a lot of people. And I'm not trying to disparage that. But what I'm trying to say, they don't get to the Elite Eight without Jamal Mashburn. Yep. And the next year, they don't get to the Final Four without Jamal Mashburn. Mm-hmm. So this notion, we just need to get can, people that care about Kentucky on the chip. Yeah, that sounds good. But that is not that is not the answer. It's to yep. just get a bunch of two star kids play off. like that doesn't work for Kentucky. And that's and that's I, mean, I talked about when Memphis Spence I think is when I went in why, but it's that was the height of is Richie playing tonight because Richie was on the floor when Lake hit the shot. So that was the yeah. that yeah. was it was born from that. Uh, yes, they had Mashburn, but. From the Kentuckians who feel that way standpoint, he also had three dudes from here out there with with him. Right, and that's, and, right. that's not the last time that's happened. And, you know, <laughs> and, and and I and I get it. I get yeah, it. And, you know, you, the kids you watch in high school, Richie yeah. Farmer, Clay County, yeah. uh, high, you school high school legend. You had Clay County and Fellhouse. Is he from Pikeville or he from somewhere Ashland? He had three dudes from and, Eastern Kentucky. So that's they cling to it. I'm not saying that's how I feel. Yes, proud of and, those dudes. And Kaywood Lefford from right down the road from where I grew up, his final game. Oh, it was a perfect storm for all and, that. Well, and, and, I, I, and I get that. I yeah. really do. That team has a connection 
that not even mm-hmm. champ that some of the championship teams have to the and like fan I said, base. It was it was three white players too. So that that well, and, and no. look it, that carries extra weight. Whether are we are we, are we, are we ready for that conversation? No, I'm just saying. But I'm, but I'm, no, I mean that look look <laughs> it carries extra weight for those is, who feel that way. Is it is it two of, is it two of us talking here? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. When when I see. And I get it, man. You want to root for people that look like you, that you relate to. I get that. But the the love, it, yeah, that has absolutely something to do with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Like folks convince themselves that Tyler, Tyler Hero was an automatic bucket that year. Uh, no. No. He, you know, when we come to shooting guards under Calipari, shooting guards, is he top seven? Shooting guards. Give me Bledsoe. Give me Deron Lamb. Right? Give me Malik Monk. Give me Jamal Murray. Mm -hmm. Give me Aaron Harrison. Because when I've made that conversation, like, well, look at the shot that Tyler Hero hit. That's cool. Aaron hit three. So my so I I get that and I, and I give folks grace with that and I've always said it's never been about we haven't won with all Kentucky plucky underdogs since Adolph Rupp yeah. right yeah it, yeah. K- Kentucky is Kentucky because Sam Bowie came here from Pennsylvania because <laughs> Kenny Walker came from Georgia from Georgia right <laughs> Jamal Mashburn came from New York mm-hmm. Anthony Davis. Came from uh, uh, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Dan Issel <laughs> came from Illinois. Indiana, right? Illinois. Is it Illinois? Yeah. So uh-huh. that, so I, I get it. You want Kentucky kids, but anyway, uh, yeah. we can have we, we can have that conversation. Oh yeah, and that's all of that was already brewing before the game started, and so that that was already you know that that. That wave been coming into the tide all season, and you the the poster boy for Duke steps on Timberlake's chest and gets to stay in the game. That just added fuel to the fire. And then I I said it when Memphis Spence was on with us. I should not know his stat line: ten for ten from the field, ten for ten from the line, <laughs> thirty-one points. The fact that he got to stay in the game and then. Give us all those buckets he gave us. That's just salt into the wound immediately. And then he, of course, so if you were and you weren't a fan at the time, that's why, it's, yes, there's a lot of more. And I'm not one that drugs up negative stuff, but that one is still, and, and the age I was, you're 14. If I'm 24, I'm grown, I'm working, I'm, you know, married, probably just married. And so your perspective is different. So it hits you harder than same thing when the Braves lost that World Series to the Twins. And that was 91. That that <laughs> it was a lot of heartbreak back then. You lose in <laughs> seven, Kirby Puckett hits a walk-off home run to beat you. And I'm yelling at Bobby Cox not to bring in Charlie Lee Brandt. And then you go into the spring and you have the Leitner shot. So you know, you got a lot of sports stabs to the heart at that time. So you know right. And, and but my and my argument has been. I can understand if we were the Buffalo Bills, Buffalo right. Bill fans, exactly, yes. right? <laughs> or, you know, 
uh, Butler fans or something like that. My argument, and it's not really an argument, but my point of view is we have had so much good in the tournament. We have broken more hearts than we've had our hearts broken. True. You know, people forget Indiana was undefeated in 75 as well until when they played Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so we have ended a lot of people's dream season. Wichita State don't like to play Kentucky because we ended their dream season. Like we have we have shattered more dreams than we've had dreams shattered, you know, from the Aaron Craft, uh, Jared Soldier, Ohio State team to the North Carolina team that year. Like we have ended like. I, I just want folks to uh, just think of more for a moment. We've had more good than bad. You can't have our resume without a lot of good memories. I went back, looked at BigBlueHistory.net, looked at the uh, the stat line for the Sweet 16 game in 96 against Wake Forest. They put Tim Duncan in a phone booth. Yep. He had two field goals. He was two of seven. Got some free throws, but he was two of seven. Like, again, that's why when you start looking at that kind of stuff, I still say that 96 team is the best team I ever saw. The yeah. best. Period. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Just sent a link, too. We got a guest coming on. Hadn't even mentioned him yet, but uh, coming to us from Atlanta. He's not in the green room yet, but he should be shortly if everything goes well. J.R. McHenry, he hosts the Boss Man Show. Uh, he's out of Atlanta. You can go to bossmanshow.com and talk to him about all that. He's interviewed everybody. Um, it's part of uh, the Believe Network. Just would like to believe in Kentucky podcast that I host, so he's part of that network. But uh, interviewed pretty much every coach in the tournament, so we'll talk to him about that. Uh, covers the Hawks. Talk to him about some NBA. Dude like, knows his stuff and just a uh, a good dude to chop it up with. So hopefully he'll be on here with us in just a second. And um and we gotta talk about the slap. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got that. And you know, you and I got put in a uh a little podcaster's DM group chat, and you know, we we jump in and chat a little bit here and there, but the big topic today was uh podcasters getting together and hooping and there's a, a poll out on twitter i retweeted from my account and retweeted from cast talk wednesday you and i are part of team one team two is you know religiously kentucky who we've had uh your boy jd on tiffin uh tiffin wildcat on jay hayes is part of that group and yeah. so it's a big back and forth as to who would do what if all the podcasters would play is it going to be five on five? Will it be two on two, like me and you against two others? It's so many different things getting talked about. People talking trash. People talking about how tall they are. People giving themselves scouting reports on Twitter and in the DM group. So that's been kind of fun to banter about. You got jerseys, you know, on lock for everybody. So it's been fun little chatter and, and banter going on today. They should have caught me before I started running. <laughs> they, they should have caught me about fifty pounds ago. <laughs> So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, don't forget, I played against the 2013 MOP now. Come on now. 
<laughs> on a weekly basis, right? So yeah, so uh, so we'll, we'll we'll you know if it ever comes to fruition, I don't know the will because everybody's all over the country. Yeah, Ar- Arizona, Terry's, he's in Arizona. I'm all the way here. Uh, but if it ever comes to fruition, you know, hey, lace them up, baby. Yeah, so one of those dudes. I think because we talked about his new podcast a couple weeks ago, but. One of his co-hosts, I think, is in Colorado, and another one's in California. So they're out there west coasting. You're Midwest, yeah. and you know. So yeah, if if all ten of us ever converge on Lexington, that'll be it'll be fun. So absolutely, don't don't you know? I got look, I got I got my shoes right over here. We can we can go, baby. Yeah, sure, sure. Oh, 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 oh. you want? You you want you want to get it with the Jays? We can get we can get it with the Jays. <laughs> oh, oh, you know whatever whatever we want to do anyway. But uh, yeah, we gotta talk about that slap and how it's just gone from two grown men having a disagreement to all these think pieces. <laughs> what if it was a woman hit? But it wasn't. What have you done it to a white man? But it wasn't like. Sometimes stuff just, it is what it is. Two people disagree. It don't have to be any more than that. It, it like, it, 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 it was funny, you know, but it ain't got to be anything more than violence. that. I, I, I thought it was kind of funny too. Look, I mean, maybe I watched too much Three Stooges as a kid, but it was, it was funny to me. Oh, and, assault. Uh, we'll bring, we got our guests in here in the green room, TB. So we, we, all right, we, all right, we got to recalibrate. <laughs> we, we keep going. We keep going. I'm sure you got thoughts on all this too. As I mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, coming to us from Atlanta, Georgia, he hosts the Boss Man Show, part of the Believe Podcast Network, which my other podcast, Believe in Kentucky, is part of. This dude has interviewed everybody. At Hawks games all the time, sees I got Tony Delk, sees my favorite player ever all the time, Dominique Wilkins, on a regular basis. And we're talking about none other than JR McHenry, JR, the boss man, host of the boss man show. JR, man, what's up, baby? What is good, brother Vinny, brother Terry? How are you brothers doing today? And this great day of getting slapped by. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> if he slapped me, he would get knocked down on site. I'm telling you right now. So let, let's break this down. I know we're going to do sports. We got to break this down because I've no seen it's gone from jokes. It was going from shock to jokes to now everybody's got these Twitter threads. Everybody's posted on these things. And I'm like, what are we doing? It was two dudes had a disagreement. Like, that's just it. Now, just because they got on tuxedos and they had a room full of famous people, it's just two dudes had a disagreement. I mean, I've been places where somebody said, that's enough. The other person went too far. Whack them. Okay. Like, am I am I seeing this wrong? Or what are we doing here? And thanks for joining us, uh, boss man. Appreciate it. Man, look, you know how things are in this day and age. Clicks, clickbait, so likes, comments. So it's going to get some social slides. You know how it is. Me, personally, Will Smith should have been slapping the dude with his wife, not Chris Rock. Me, personally. Mm. The entanglement dude. I was I see them slap him. Hey, he's a comedian. He's gonna make jokes about stuff. You all already a host, so am I. I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna talk about stuff. You you're gonna come slap me and you for it, comment on your situation when you put in the public guy? Come on, dude. So so he first he was laughing, 
Then his wife went laughing, so he got all offended. Like, oh, but she ain't laughing. I'm going to go this Negro. And Vinny, Terry, you all know in the black community, slapping us is like this phone. This is just like, I'm going to slap you. That's just like, you know, bro, like Chris Rock, I get it. You want to be professional and stay in the moment, but you got his butt kicked on sight and he did to me. I'm from West Side of Atlanta. I ain't happening, player. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's just so many layers because people are like, well, Will, he was laughing and he was. But then he looked at Jay. Remember, his wife wasn't laugh. That's when his whole yeah. mindset yeah. shifted. Yeah. She oh. ain't laughing. Hey, they ain't laughing. Uh oh. <laughs> That's when it all changed. When she so he had laughing. to do something. Yeah, and I understand that if you if your woman ain't happy, like that's what I tweeted out. Like, look, y'all gotta understand, he's gotta go home with her, right? Like, like, and she can't. He can't. Everybody's, been, like, everybody's been 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 home too. Remember, now I know this is bad to say, guys, but you remember the R. Kelly, Mister Mister Big saga back in the day when he out in Mister Big's home always. Yeah, I'm seeing like the changes and downloads. Friend of mine, every song. <laughs> I did this to you, Kelly. Look at me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what the hell's going on? You're always telling me you've been sleeping with another woman. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, that's what's going on right there in my head. But uh, the thing about Will and Jada, they've been putting all their business out. Like, I wish I knew less about their marriage. 100%. Like, yeah. look, every marriage is different, right? What you do, I don't do. What I, you know, I get that, but I don't need to know exactly what you do. One hundred percent. That's that's my whole thing. Chris Rock would know about this if you didn't put it out there. Yeah, was comment on the at, at the red table or yeah. putting it out there or come on, slap August Alcina, the dude who was piping your woman down. <laughs> but and, and that's my thing with all this. We're gonna move on to sports in a second. But if 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 your wife does that to you, okay, y'all hang out behind closed doors. But you can't have me sitting here on international TV to my face talking about entanglement. I'm not sitting here gonna get meme crying and you talking about what you did yes. with another man. That's mm. what we got to handle on over here. Mm-hmm. That's the ain't been out no, but that's between me, you, and the four walls, lady. Yeah, whatever it is. Look, look, I'll give you an example. I've been doing this for over twelve years, brothers. I don't put my life on the ground. The ground yeah. ain't gonna know who I'm messing with. Mm-hmm. And I know some women take that person. You well, no, it ain't about that. It's about keeping that privacy between Jr. the boss man, the boss man show, and Jr. the dude off the app. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, you you put your craziness out there talking about it. No this, doubt. You can't. This can't be where you draw the line. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's one more that's question. Just, one yeah, more go ahead, Vic. How did how did Chris Rock not know what was coming when Will walked up on him on stage? How you how you not? What he should have been ready. Why this dude coming to me? He ain't coming to hug me. Right. He, he should have he should have had his finger his his fist cocked or something to defend him. Like I want to block him or something. Been ready. I mean, yeah. When you are with an argument with somebody, another dude, and it crosses that line. And somebody walks up quiet, you know what's gonna happen. There's no surprise of what's gonna happen. When a no dude doubt. stops talking, that's when you know 
But it's time to get ready to defend myself. Chris exactly. almost 16 years old. He if he didn't know what that walk was by now, he ain't never gonna know. Well, well <laughs> he's been in that corporate world too much, Vinny. Mm. He, 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 he forgot who he was in that moment and what we are. Yeah, yeah. we don't play that. That's true. That's true. All right, we got we got to do some sports now, Vinny. We got to we got to we got to talk about something, but we had to touch on that slap because it's been yeah. it's still all over the place, man. No doubt. And hey, man, appreciate you like like TV said. Appreciate you hopping on. I should look. I should have had you on here a long time ago. That's my bad. So I. Are you good, Vinny? Hey, look, you brother. I know you a busy man. The Wildcats was going strong until they wasn't. I feel you, brother. Let's see, you got Shaheen. I understand, brother. And, and let's just start with that because on the bossmanshow.com, we got your Twitter handle here scrolling. You interviewed pretty much every coach in the tournament, including Shaheen Holloway. So just, just tell us about the interview with Shaheen. Hey, he was a straight up New York dude. Look, the off the air conversation me and him had <laughs> was one of a kind. It was like, bro, like we on some New York Atlanta type stuff. Like we went for the same kind of back on the background, you know what I'm saying? But talk about his defense, some of his team, how his team play defense. Like he got 11 dudes who he can play, throw them waves and bunches, and his guys believe in that they. they do so many defensive drills all practice long. They don't want to work on offense that much at all. It's all defense. And you saw what they call it was defense. You know what I'm saying? Three, two zones, one, two, two zones, tracking the traps, a man-to-man switching. So, hey, look, Shaheen Holloway come from Queens. You know what I'm saying? He come from a, the gutter. But dude is like on top of things. If y'all don't remember or not, in 96, my man played with Kobe Bryant in the, in the McDonald's game. He was in that game. Shaheen was a, was, was a dude. And, you know, for me, man, it's this college coaching world, man. I talk to everybody I can. Now, I don't want to get somebody in trouble, but I'm going to say, Deb and Eric be tripping with, with Coach Cal and me. He ain't got time to come on my show. I'm throwing <laughs> it out there, Deb and Eric. BS. You can be on Jim Rush and go on the Boss Man show. Cal know who I am. Kenny Payne know who I am. Bruce know who I am. Orlando know who I am. Come on now. Deb and Eric, he ain't got time. He has commitments of elsewhere. Come on. <laughs> so I'm just throwing out the BBN. Tell your SIDs to get him on the Boss Man Show on your radio BBN. I'm a, I'm a TSU Tiger, the big blue Tigers too. BBT. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm with y'all almost. <laughs> now, for disclosure, Believe Network threw out a request to him on that podcast too, and he wasn't on there with me either. So, <laughs> oh, does it do the time constraints? Well, he's too oh, busy. Yeah. <laughs> so it is. That is what that is. It ain't. It ain't just you. Like you know, he does pop on Rome though. Like you said, well, Jerome, Dan Patrick, <laughs> Colin Cowherd. So is it because we ain't got the corporate name behind us? You don't. You don't believe and believe and believe, dudes. BBN, SIDs. You, <laughs> you further along down this road than me, because like you said, 12 years, and, and we're proud of our guests, but your guest list is something else too now. You, you, hey. Bruh, look, 12 years of heartache, having to cuss dudes out in emails, tell them who the hell I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not going to name the school, but it's a certain school in ACC, now I had to tell the SID. I can just text the coach myself. Mm. I'm being nice to you by giving you and sending you an email. 
And all of a sudden, he had time to come on my show. <laughs> oh, coach has time now, JR. Uh, we'll get him on on Tuesday. Yeah. Because I told you who the hell I was. <laughs> Trick, tricks of the trade from the boss, man. Look at that. <laughs> Sometimes you got to be rough, guys. You can't be nice to these people. They want to act like, well, you ain't got no time. Is that right? So you've been telling me when you can't find 15 minutes on any in any day next few months. You mean tell me you can't find 15 minutes? You mean, you your, mean tell me that? Your interview with, with Shaheen was 12 minutes. I listened to it at work yesterday. I was like, oh, man, 12 minutes. And you, yeah. you, Jim, Larry, Jim Larry Nager, Shaheen Holloway. I mean, you just go down the list and you you got them. Boom, boom, boom. They on the yes. Yes, and you know, the ones who come on my show, they have bad karma. You know what's that? <laughs> the show karma's real. Uh-oh. Hey, you're calling the boss man, so you might lose. <laughs> we know, you know, you know, the other guy you just mentioned talking about that karma too now. Who, who, who's jungle karma. <laughs> oh, 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 and you got the, the, the voodoo. I, I have voodoo in both okay. of them. I got Haitian in my blood. So <laughs> give me some of that and make sure you lose. <laughs> see, I, see, Vinny, because I like you and Terry, I didn't hold that against Coach Cal. I do it. Cal lost because Shaheen had, had the karma. I didn't, I didn't put no hex on Cal. <laughs> Yeah, uh, talking about Coach Holloway and how they how they played, I think a lot of Kentucky fans focused on like their offensive game, but it was the defense that really turned the tide, and we saw that with uh, St. Peter's and Houston. Just a lot of dudes that that make make you uncomfortable. Yes, and, and that and that that's the that's what Coach Sampson does. That's what Coach Holloway does. Like we don't have the McDonald's All Americans, but we got a lot of dudes that will make you uncomfortable and get you away from what you want to do. Well, Terry, the thing about it is they don't see Kentucky and they scared. That's what it is. See, a lot of these schools were smaller. They already they already lost because they see the name of the jersey. Oh, I'm playing Georgia Tech. They already lose. I'm playing Kentucky. They already lose. Shaheen got boys that from Jersey, Jersey, New York. This dogs who want to prove what they are. They ballers, right? And but what better do to go so against John Keller Perry and the Wildcats? You know what I'm saying? And the guy in that game, they, you know, Kentucky made some mistakes due to their defense and shooting wise. Stay keep it in front of them. And she, he likes to say, keep, keep them in front of you. And it's also make or miss, hustle errors. You know, it happened that way. The perfect storm happened. And guess what? They got hot. Then they. We be, we be we be Kentucky. We ain't scared of nobody. We be Kentucky. Hey, Purdue, cool. You know, Murray State, which see, also karma. Murray State could have had him here on the show as well, but he hadn't had any time for that. That doing that free <laughs> week, right? So that karma hit him again. Murray State, yeah. So yes, so did it go go go? Okay, Purdue, cool. And then against. North Carolina, he was Davis ran out of gas. That Baycott cat was too big for those boys, and they, they, they got hit. They got hit early, and then they didn't have enough offense to come back. Yeah. But Shaheen is going to Seton Hall, going to get paid. So the Big East is coming back strong. Mike Anderson wants to come back. will be gone for St. John's. I'm saying that right now. It's happening. It'll be next year. He'll be gone for St. John's. LaValle, Jordan, and Butler will, will be gone April the first was buyout drops. They're gonna mm-hmm. with Jeff Bowles because Tab Tab models never AD at, at Butler. Mm. Oh, I That's didn't even cool. know that. Wow, the TB's oh, yeah. boy Mike Anderson too. Um, 
yeah that's that's correct Vinny. yes i went you said all the stuff that you know they weren't gonna be scared of kentucky your interview with shaheen was the day before the game against kentucky and he was just as calm and collected and composed about what they were going to go out and do and then they went out and did it. I mean, when we as Kentucky fans, we hate it. We 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 still trying to wrap our heads around the fact that they went out in the first round to a 15 seed. But he, you know, like you said, dude is he's got it together. He got it together. We're we're not gonna back down. And I we said it last week or the show after St. Peter's knocked us out. We both said it, TB. St. Peter's stepped up to Kentucky and like, we hear what y'all gonna do about it. We're going to be here for 40 minutes. And Kentucky didn't handle that well. And then listening to your interview with him the day before the game, they just was just channeling his mindset, and it carried right on over when they stepped on the court. Yes, they the way you open practice ain't the way you play, TB, because there was a lot on social media about how bad they looked in the open practice, and that ain't the way they came out and played the next day. No, we read too much. It's just a shoot-around. Yeah, and you yeah. know, the look, shoot around that even practice. Show you your real stuff. Oh, look, I do this in the NBA all the time. Shoot around, just you BSing. Now, unless you Rick Carlisle, somebody Stan Van Gundy, they have real practice doing shoot arounds. But most NBA teams, it's just BSing, right? And you open practice, you ain't gonna really show what you do in open practice. You just that you that entertained and be around, right? Right. And like I said, how Shahingo talking off the air? It didn't surprise me. He's like, we here. Yeah. We expect to do this. Mm-hmm. Like that's how he was talking off the air. He's like, "You gonna air this?" I said, "I, I mean, I, I'd rather not." We mean you talk, talk talking real Negro talk. So I, I'd rather not air this part. Of, we go air this part. This 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 simple. This 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 not real Negro talk. We talking. We talking like some. We talking. We talking. We talking. You had some hood talking on Benny and Tim. Yeah. Talking like hood, hood <laughs> Negro. Whatever yeah. we are. <laughs> So I didn't want to air that part of, of us being raw and uncut. But he right. was us, man. We went in Dallas. The Wi-Fi is terrible here, but we here. Mm-hmm. Opportunity, CBS, Kentucky, show us, show us what we about in Jersey City. We some New right. York guys in New Jersey. I mean, so he was talking, bro. Yeah, and they and to their credit, man, they they walked the walk too, man. They really they, did. They, they sent a lot of teams home. Now, mm-hmm. looking at this tournament. From your point of view, Jared, like every tournament is, is obviously is different. But when you think about with still the final four left to play, uh, just looking at this tournament, how does this kind of stack up with what you've seen before? I know we had a lot of craziness. Again, Kentucky went out. But the final four, it's it's four name brands. This is kind of the, the best of both worlds. You got your upsets. But, you know, when it's time to make that money, the NCAA got the teams that they probably would have won it. Yeah, you know how it always does. You know, they they, they want that first weekend upset. They don't really want nothing after that, right? Mm-hmm. But hey, Jim Brown, they just came out second half and just was crappy. They, yeah. they, they had Kansas in a pickle, mm-hmm. but they got down, they tapped out. You know, that happens, right? You know what I'm saying? St. Peter's got down, tapped out. You know, Duke, you know, Musselman. He's stubborn. He's the NBA guy. He's stubborn. He ain't gonna really change what he's doing. I heard Barkley saying he should go zone. He don't play no zone. Like, first of all, 
Barkley and Kenny Smith should not be on the NBA. I mean, I don't call NCAA coverage. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. Just be quiet. Set your boat. Bob Barkley be on TNT with Shaq running your mouth about nothing. Like, leave out that, that Clark, Clark Kellogg and Greg Gumble. Seth Davis is a Duke Homer. Forget him. So I don't want him to either. Screw him. You know, but yeah, they got what they wanted. Well, will I will I watch? Probably not. I'm not, I'm not impressed by the Final Four now. Because none of them guys came, came on my show, so screw them. <laughs> that's, that's how that works. Coach K did hit you up on his farewell tour. He's been oh, just he about is. everywhere else. Coach has a bunch of requests to fulfill your request. How how that work? Oh, yeah, Tom Cream, too. How did that work out you, Tom Cream? <laughs> Tom Cream said no? Yeah. he asked Oh, come you it Obviously, he wasn't running a practice. What was he doing? I need to, I, Lord forgive me, I need to be nice. What did people off? <laughs> Literally, yeah. Running yeah, people right. off. But oh. he didn't have time either. So look what happened to him. He didn't have time, right? See how that works? The karma again. See how that works, Tom Green? When you but Mike Wilson come on the show. That's my guy. Look what happened in Indiana. See what happens. See how, see how that works? Oh yeah, yeah, Matt Painter ain't got time either. Purdue. Good job. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, so so for me now it's about hey, the new coaching hires. The NBA playoffs come up with well, Hawks are going to playoffs. Tell you, the Hawks ain't going nowhere, y'all. Play in game, we done. But I'm looking forward to playoffs. Looking forward to a lot of things, guys. And uh, new coaching hires. Shout out to Kenny Payne, cool dude. I know he's at the U of L, not where you all want to be anymore. But uh, he a good dude though. Yeah. Now I grew up a Louisville fan. I'm from Louisville. I grew up a Cardinals fan. So, 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 so how'd you become the Blue fan now? How how'd you get to be Blue? I'll break it. This is how I break it down for folks. When I was in high school, U of L said we will give you X to come here. I said okay. Kentucky said we will give you X plus Y and some Z. I said, Bing! <laughs> and <laughs> and it also helped that my freshman year was that '96 squad that was just you know that killed everybody. So you I, know what's I, funny I about that? I told this to the, to, to the Delk. I said Tony, I ball boy for you at the George Dumas, Arkansas. I was a ball boy. <laughs> I was eight years old when you was on the court. Like for real, yeah. Wow. I was a ball with you in the George Dome when you know Richie. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I was cheering for Arkansas with Tony. You know why? They had a black coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we talked about that before. We talked about that before. When, whenever you know, we had a lot of respect for Arkansas coming into the SEC, and you know, when they weren't playing Kentucky, you know, we like Corliss and, and Nolan and and. Scotty Thurman and all those guys, you know, when, when they play for Kentucky, of course, rooting for Kentucky. But we talked about that before, too. A lot of respect spe- for them. Speaking of karma, now we all know that how Nolan Ripson left Arkansas was messy, right? We, we Very we messy. That. But until they put his name on the court and made it right with Coach Richardson, now they've been to back to back Elite Eights. You talk about karma. They didn't, they wouldn't do anything until they made it right with Nolan because it was ugly how he left. He shouldn't have left. That way, I'm not gonna bring that up from 20 years ago, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I was an eight year old dude, Vinny, like cheering for this dude. Y'all remember back in the day when the when the tournament, a tornado, tornado, when you go to Georgia Tech and finish the tournament up. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. There then. <laughs> yeah. So that was. I was in the Georgia Dome. And said, what the heck happened to Georgia Dome? You know what I'm saying? Tornado hit the dome. Hit the dome. Like for real. <laughs> so yeah, Dennis Felton saved his job somehow winning that tournament in Georgia Tech with nobody to stay in Harley but us. Yeah, sure did. I remember those OSC days. I remember those days. 
uh, Jefferson Pirate Sports, Tom Hammond, Larry Conley, yeah, Gary Blake, Dean yeah. Jr., String, string music. music. There we go. That's one of those. If you know, you know. If you know about some string music, yeah, yeah, yeah old JP Sports. <laughs> yes, oh indeed. man, that's it, man. Now you got your you got your Hogs hat on, and being real, I, I had to. I had to. I grew up Hawks. There's no pro teams in Kentucky. Most of Kentucky likes the Reds and the Bengals because Cincinnati's the closest to you know Kentucky. But I was from Southeastern Kentucky, so had a lot of family in Atlanta. We was always coming down in the summer. So and TBS. So I was all about Dominique and Dale Murphy and and so all that. But that that Dominique for Danny Manning trade, I had to. I, I ain't. I had to jump off. So. You still see my man on a regular basis. You see Dominique just as much as you see Tony Delk, don't you? I mean, pretty much every yes. time you go in there. Yes, every time I'm there, I see Tony Delk, Dominique Wilkins, Bob Rathbun, Steve Holman. Dudes who I didn't know they got me in my life. Being real. Yeah. I'm in the hood of I'm in the hood of Atlanta. I'm from the gutter. I grew up poor as can poor can be. I had to go sneak get food at Clark and Spellman the Morehouse in the Diner Hall and blend in. That's how poor I was. Okay. <laughs> so, to be able to cover the NBA and see Dominique Wilkins, Atlanta icon, every day, see Tony Delco, our bar boy at four and eight years old, every day, you know what I'm saying? See dudes like, I never thought I'd be cool with Chauncey Billups or Rodney Billups or have friends around the league the way I do, cool with Mark Jackson, who should have a coaching job still, mm. just being real. You know, be cool with Stan Van Gundy. Talk to Hugh, Hugh B. Brown, a legend. Oh. 88 years old, still coming to games and, and commentating. The, the thing about Hugh B. Brown I love is every time I watch a game where he's doing color, I learn something about basketball. And you yes. can't say that about a lot of the color people that do he's the still game. Sharp. sharp. Yeah. He'll break it down. I say, you know what? I never saw the short corner man. Okay. Love you, be brown. Well, wait, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. So, so just to just to be able to do these things, man, in my in my home and be doing it that's where I grew up at, like I'm blessed and lucky. You know, but it took years of being on the graveyard shift, guys. Two to six in the morning, eleven to ones, and you know, to get my break in, fighting for everything I like, bro. Nobody put me on. I put myself on. Tell us how you started. Tell like when, because you were telling to Shaheen a little bit about how how he wanted to be a coach. You were telling him how you wanted to get in the radio. So when when the idea first hit you, like you know when it was a twinkle in your eye, what was going on and what made you pivot to that? And then of course work your way into what you're doing now. Well, I knew being a five eleven slot receiver wasn't going to work out at that time. <laughs> That's one reason. Uh-huh. That was before Wes Welker, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I do that too. And I didn't want to have a real job. I didn't want to have to put pump punch a clock. You feel me? So I was like, Steve Ray Smith cat around his mouth. He don't know nothing. He is a dummy. You know what I'm saying? Jim Rome is a talker, but he ain't played no sports, right? Dan Patrick is a talker. but that, So I'm like, I can do this too and put my spin on it, right? So I started this, you know, you know, urban rate, urban sports radio, right? Like being who I was, not all budding up because, bro, I ain't proper. I'm not all got, I ain't got a question that's in front of me. Like, let me ask you this question. I, yes, that's not me. We having a 
a barbershop talking talk, right? So I had some meetings with some people, bro. Try to talk to people in Atlanta who's in radio, wouldn't wouldn't meet with me or or not show up. I said, mm. screw you. So I started going to these radio free Georgia, radio free Nashville's, and going to do being co-host. I'm like, hmm. I, I see, I see the vision. Start get come on late at night. Just get my reps. Trial and error. I had a panel at one time. I had a panel for one time. Six folks, right? Too much, too much noise on that, right? Went down to a co-host. Still didn't like that. Then two to six in the mornings, one one eleven to ones every day on the on the air, right? Just getting cutting in and getting it in, right? 2012 happens. I get into the Hawks. I get into the Grizzlies, the Falcons. I started getting into places, right, with my credentials, right? Then just kept on grinding, right? Covered the magic, covered the system. It's kept on grinding. So finally to the point where, hey, I do one team now. But it took hard work. And still, even because I'm in, I'm in independent black media, I ain't got no corporation behind me. As I, I know I'm joking by being real, too. They're still challenging still. Because I ain't ESPN, SCC Network, I ain't CBS Yahoo. So it's always that stigma like, why would you put him on this dude's show? Who was he? Hmm. Look at my following. I built on my own. I don't buy followers. I earn followers from being who I am, right? So it's been a grind, guys. Like, you don't know how many emails on this phone I have to fight with people about guests and stuff, right? Like, come on, man. Like, what's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? So, like... Bro, it's been, it's, been, it's been a whirlwind, but I, I'll tell you this. Being out there 2 to 6 in the morning on the radio, bro, with nobody listening to you, <laughs> I loved it, man. That's how I got I, that's how I got better at this thing, right? I learned how to change stuff up and being on the radio at late night. It's me and the deer and the truckers, right? <laughs> Folks heard me. I'm like, damn, this is kind of cool, blah, 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 blah. Because I ain't, like, you have to find your own niche, right? I, I'm not for everybody, right? I know that. I talk how I talk. I am who I am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, absolutely. So, but it, it works for me. So, in, in this, I found my space where I'm going to talk to college coaches, talk to players, you know, cover sports. So, cover tennis, even cover golf. You know what I'm saying? Bowling. I got some model, models on the show, too. Some models. I know y'all married. Got models on the show coming. Don't get in trouble. I'm just saying. <laughs> So, so yeah, I got comedians as well. So I decided, hey, be a one-stop shop for radio, sports, entertainment, politics, life, whatever. Do it on the Boss Man Show on your radio. That's how it was, brother. So the, the you've done it so long, man. You you grind, you know, grinded so hard, and you know, went back and forth with so many people. You beyond. You know, getting starstruck and all that. But who would you say your your biggest interview is, or the interview you're the most proud of, or or the, the biggest sports interview, whoever in the sports world that you like? Yeah, when you say I've had such and such on my show, who's the first person you mention? Like us, we'll say, you know, we'll say Dickie V, we'll say Lee Steinberg, we'll say Roy Wood Jr. stuff like that. Who who is that for you when you're telling somebody that don't know about you? Well, I've had such and such. Who from the sports world is the, the biggest ones that, you know, most impressive ones in your opinion? Well, when I'm, here, when I'm here, it's Michael Vick, Roddy White, it's Dominique Wilkins when I'm here. 
you know, outside of here is like, you know, like Al Horford, you know what I'm saying? Guys like that, you know, Markel Fultz, mm. you know, Mark Gasol, Zach Randolph, Vince Carter, those kind of guys. Yeah. You know, NFL-wise, Harry Douglas, you know, uh, Tyrone Calico, Kevin Dyson, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, so, you know, soon to be, you know, so stuff like that, man. But you know what, for me, bro, I've been there so many years. I don't forgot interviews I done did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> to be real. <laughs> to be real. I don't forgot some interviews I had. Like, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you. I, I, I can't tell you what I did in I can't, from 09 to now, man. It's like so many dudes I've talked to. But, see, I'm not a I see you dudes every day. Like, I have, I have stories for days about how, how, how dudes really are. Yeah. Somebody like, how are these guys nice? Mm, depends on who you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the fans. What about the fans? They don't care. They just get their checks. Yeah. They don't care. Mm. They don't care. All the, no, they don't care. All, the, all the shiny, glitzy stuff. You, I mean, you've been around long enough to know, you know, you know how it is. So, <laughs> yeah, like for me, it's like, yeah, people are like, oh my God, you're on them every day. And like, it's me, it's regular people to me. Right. They breathe the same air as you do. They just got more money than I do. Right. That's they got more money than me. Well, I ain't got my money than I do. That's cool. But guess what, though? I got, I got, I got shit. Okay, you got my money than I do. But you, 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 can, you can't die with it. You're right. <laughs> when you die, it's gone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, like for me, that's why guys are cool with me because I never want, I don't ask them for anything. We have to right. talk about basketball and life. I don't ask them to do for nothing. Mm-hmm. Whatever they better give me is what they, is what they, what they give me. I don't ask them for nothing. Yeah. You know, but yeah. man, it's like, for me, been around do like, man, that's cool enough. So by for me, it's like, man, that's Chauncey Billups. That's Chauncey to me. That's Rod to me. I don't look at it like, man, that's Chauncey to me. That's Chauncey, you know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that, that's Al, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's like, you know what I'm saying? That's that's Millsap, what I call Mill. Mm. I don't, yeah, I don't be like, they be like, that's all it is to me, but it's all good, though. You know I'm on a different level. What what do you think shakes out with this with this NBA? What, I mean, as far as the who comes out of the East, who comes out of the West? How, the East is tricky, know? man. East is tricky, bro. All your teams up and down too much. It's gonna be a hell of a race. You know, look, look. Chicago Bulls they lost Lonzo Ball was dropped down. The Nets might not make out of, out of playing round. Think about that. Because mm. Cleveland's slumping. They done being hurt. They're slumping too. You know, so it could be Atlanta, Charlotte at Atlanta, so Atlanta and Charlotte, rather. LaMelo Ball or Trey Young could go off each night and then be in the play against the Nets or the other Cavaliers who say they're going to win that game. Then you get, you get Miami, Philadelphia, Boston, you know, Milwaukee. The Hawks ain't going to be none of them teams. Mm-hmm. This is, well, maybe the Bucks because Bud don't make any adjustments. <laughs> maybe the Bucks because I y'all know about him. Y'all know about him. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Um, Jr. He didn't make any shots. He got to play more pace. Got to get better. Got to get Al more shots. Demari more shots. We got to play more energy, more pace. Same old thing, bro. Every day, same old thing. Never change. Never change what he said. Never, ever, 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 ever in life. I miss Lloyd Pierce. Shout mm-hmm. out, shout out to LP. Lloyd. Shout out to Lloyd Pierce. LP. You still be here, Lloyd. I like Nate. You still be here. You, we all know why you ain't here no more. We know why. <laughs> I ain't saying why, but we know why. You know what I'm saying? So the East could be any one of the Celtics. Robert Williams is getting hurt. That hurts them. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Could be Miami, Philadelphia, and the Bucks. But Brooklyn to me, 
They're too disjointed. So I think it's going to be one of them four teams. The, the Nets ain't going to do it. Out West, you got Phoenix head above everybody else. The Warriors are on a slide. They get a little guns to the sixth seed. But I'll have you lose. That's how you've been losing. Because Steph's hurt. Draymond Green's hurt. Clay's not what he was. So them young guys will go to the state of kind of not doing what they need to do. Memphis is a two seed, but Memphis cannot. Memphis' style is based on turnovers. When the game slows down in the playoffs, Memphis can't score the way they need to score. So Denver with Jokic, he can get you one series. Doncic, they had a four seed now. So Utah is Utah, and Utah ain't doing that because no Quinn Snyder coach on the Budenholzer. Luke Luke has got to get he's got to win a series, right? Because he's he's at that point now. He's got to well, get it done. Depending on what CD, he, he, depending on CD, he may because the Clippers they just the Clippers. I um, Minnesota, yeah, Minnesota could give you a scare maybe with Edwards and Towns a couple of games. Then the fake show was the fake show. They hope they go home for good. Don't make play. Hey, go Spurs, go Pelicans. You forget the fake show. Forget the fakers. The L.A. fakers. The has-beens. Okay? Forget them. If this, this is like 9 it'd be a great team. But it's not. That's right. You know, like, so for me out west, it's Phoenix. I mean, Golden State was whole and full. Maybe that'd be a series. But with Steph coming off an injury, the young guys are playing with Draymond Green losing a step, you know, and Clay not being where he needs to be at. And with them letting us slide, because guess what? They in them two they can kind of protect themselves. They might be the four or five or six or six seed with them losing all these games. Yeah, because so, the, the 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 three to seven seed are all within about four games of each other out west. Yeah, so you gotta you gotta keep playing. Now they better beat the fake show. They have to, the, 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 yeah. the, the fakers are coming up to the schedule. They should beat the fake show because I'm not a fan of the, of the fake show and me their neither. fans. Me neither. So, and also, I'm not, I'm not with TB, but the rest of them fake show fans, I'm not. T, oh, yeah. TB, bad, bad, <laughs> bad job, TB, bad job. Oh, look, in full disclosure, I said before the season when they made those moves, Vinny, you're my witness. I said, you know, this isn't going to work. These guys are too old. And yes. yay, verily, it's come to pass. You know, you can load up on those dudes. If LeBron can be super LeBron, you can have some old dudes. But LeBron, he's getting old too, yeah. right? Like we don't we don't think about LeBron being old, but dude's been balling since 03. You look at those uh, career NBA minutes; he's he's top ten. Like he's logged a lot of minutes. And if LeBron can't be LeBron, this team is well, they beyond mediocre. But well, I'm enjoying it because I hate I can't see his fans. His fans annoy me. <laughs> I, I ask his fans, when does he ever take when does he ever take a picture picture with you all? When does he ever acknowledge you all? Besides. Ever, he, he you all fight over him. You love him so much, but he's ever, he's ever give y'all a picture of him with, with him when he's out. No, he doesn't. Now, now let me be clear. I'm a I'm a Lakers fan from the Magic Kareem days. Well, that's, I am, that, that's fair. You're not one of these bandwagons. I'm a Heat fan this year, Cavs no, fan no. this year. You know, but yeah, LeBron James fans get on my nerves because he don't care about y'all. Y'all fight over him. He don't care about y'all. He don't give he don't give y'all no dap, no love. He don't take pictures with, sure. pictures with y'all. Come on, yeah. So, so I'm always clear when I'm discussing yes, Lakers. I, I, go, I go way back. I'm not a new Lakers fan. No doubt. Some of those new, some of those new fans annoy me too. Like, come on, man, y'all ain't got to act like this. We are not the Clippers. 
But y'all are right now. I, yeah, but I mean, but we we ain't gotta live like this. We ain't gotta do like this. Hey, we, I'm enjoying it. I want to go out in flames. We we <laughs> not the Rockets. Oh, they're tanking very good. Hey, the Rockets, <laughs> the Pistons, the Thunder, and the Magic are tankathon. They're taking greatly right now. Yes, we Tank are. away, my brothers. And, oh yeah, Tom Thibodeau's a horrible coach too. He's a shepherd coach. He's the knee killer. Yeah, he in grinds everybody. He grinds everybody to the to to the. Hey, in the league, they call him in the, the knee killer in the league. This his name, the knee killer. You league. can't be playing your dudes forty five minutes a night. RJ Barrett gonna be a Derrick Rose next year. Watch. Mm. Mm. You you yeah. you just can't do that. Okay, you're not going. In, we're not going in the playoffs. Why are you playing Evan Fournier and Taj Gibson all these minutes? <laughs> I, why? Dude, two stuff for his own good. I don't mm. usually get into the X's and O's and substitution patterns, but you know if you watch a Tom Thibodeau team, you're going to see the star, and he's going <laughs> to play 45 minutes. 45 minutes a night. Going <laughs> <laughs> back to back. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> about, hey, look, bro, my knees hurting, coach. I don't care. Play more. Yeah. But here's some ibuprofen. Like, <laughs> you better get up there. For real? <laughs> yeah, like, bro, like, nah, dude's a terrible coach. Yeah. I'm, okay, I'm going to be real with you. The Hawks should have beat them last year. You know why the Hawks beat them? Because he let Trey Young hide on Reg, Reg, Reggie Bullock the whole time in the corner. <laughs> he wouldn't put him no action. He's just Randall pick and roll in the middle. Or Derrick Rose, isolation. So Trey can hide in the corner on Bullock. Mm. You put Trey Young in the action, make the Hawks get in rotation and defend, they, the Hawks are very beatable. Just being real. Yeah, but, th- but then we wouldn't have Trey Young being the villain in Madison Square Garden. I'm going to not comment on Trey Young. Okay. <laughs> or as they say, trade the bars with his hair. But I, you know, I'm going to be, I'm I'm be nice. Gonna, but... Look here. You you want my Trey Young thoughts, we get those to y'all line. Okay, there we go. <laughs> my real Trey Young thoughts, you get them offline. There, there we go. <laughs> I won't do it. Look here. I like my paychecks. <laughs> All right. We, we ain't going to mess with the money. I understand. So, so uh, look here. I will, if that's the point, I'll be like, I will not – go that far because I like my paychecks. Hey. Now, off the radio, yeah, I'll tell you the real off, off the air. He know, know you I got know. the real, too. You got the real he, on everything. He know I know. <laughs> he knows I know. <laughs> ALP, you know I know. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, you know I know, Nate. You know I know, Nate. I ain't gonna say it on there, but I know. <laughs> I, know you, I know you do, man. What's what's coming up next on on the show on the website? What you what you got coming? Because you just did all these interviews with all these coaches for the tournament. What you got planned next for the people? I got three models on the show that I'm gonna post tonight. Don't get in trouble, guys. Uh, three coaches: Greg Corinda, who coached Shane Holloway at Seton Hall, yeah. FDU Knights head coach. It's in Crafton, UMES, and Chris Gerfloos, the new coach of San Francisco, the Dons, because Todd Golden left the Dons and went to the Gators. Yeah, sure it which, is. Yo, shout out, to Den- shout out to Denver, the SID. Todd Golden got my phone number, sucker. He'll be on my show sooner than you think, sucker. Hey, <laughs> you right there. <laughs> you, you just up the road from Athens. 
how they feel about getting Mike White from Florida? That was just kind of weird. How let are me, they? Let, I mean, let, let, let me explain something to you, Vinny. They don't invite me up to Athens. I'm not welcome up there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm too hood for them in Athens. Oh, okay. okay. Claude Felton don't like my black ass. <laughs> <laughs> So, Georgia, I look, look, I'll tell you no lie. I have never covered a dog's event because I ain't welcome up there. Oh, okay. I, I have never been to that campus to cover a thing. Mm. Now, this guy got the job, I would have been up there. This guy's my boy. He's in Missouri now. He my boy. He would have took care of your boy. Now, we let Bossman in the business. That's my dude. But, yeah. But I'm going to try to get Mike White on my show because I'm going to say, hey, you know, you talk about Tom. I used to talk to Mark Fox on my show. I used to talk to Mark Fox, but he got fired. Yeah. But Mike White was losing his take to come on my show. But, bro, I don't know because I I fools with Josh Pastner, Amir Abdurrahim, Rob Lanier going to SMU now. Shout out to Rob Lanier and Greg Gary down there at uh, Mercer. Brian Berg is at Jordan Southern. He's probably going to work for Chris Chris Beard again. In Texas, he probably gonna be leaving his job soon. I can Statesboro for me is too much, guys. Too many. I, them, I, I've been there. I know about Statesboro. Too many. Too many of them flags for my liking in Statesboro, bro. I know, I know about. I've been down there. I, I look, Terry, Benny. I'm a hood dude. Sir County and George. I ain't gonna be there past dark. <laughs> we we from Kentucky. We had, we 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 know. I'm gonna get real. Sir yeah. County and George and past dark. You don't see my black butt down. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. Okay. I'm out of here. <laughs> hey, hey, look, I'm no, no, no lie. In Forsyth County, North of Fulton County, they still, they still hang us up there. No lie, they do. I'm not telling you no BS. I'm telling the truth. Absolutely, oh, absolutely, absolutely. yes. But yeah, we got coaches, coaches, new hires coming, reporters coming, comedians coming, bruh. We got stuff, we got stuff going, bro. For real, you got to come on the show, Vinny. You Terry, you come on the show. You can come on the show and be unplugged. Yeah, talk about right. what you want to talk about, yeah. and we can get it going. And yeah, yeah, you had me on. You had me on last year, man. For real, that's why I should have been had you back on. For real. I apologize again, man. Brother, you been. Right. Brother, I feel you had to. You had to get Tony Delk on, Antoine Walker. I, I get it. You had to cover your big. I'm not part of the BBN. Part of the BBT. Big Blue Tigers. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I understand it, brother. I get it. Hey man, bossmanshow.com. Everybody check it out. Look, we got absolutely at bossman show on Twitter, at JR the Bossman on Twitter. We got it scrolling on our little Roku. So everybody's just watching. Yes, the lower third is popping. I see the lower third is popping. <laughs> <laughs> man, appreciate you having on taking the time out of your eating, man, JR. Yeah, we no doubt. Hey, I gotta go watch uh, the Hawks play Thunder, Trey Young's homecoming against the Thunder. Hmm. Uh oh, there we oh, go. Yeah, we'll- the, the, they they are taking bad. They're taking they're taking very bad. Okay, see, watch what happens tonight, guys. Watch what happens for real. Sure <laughs> will. Okay. We'll do, man. Uh, I'll see y'all, brothers. Y'all be easy, brothers. Hey, you Thank too, you, sir. Man. Appreciate it. All right, now. Boss man. J.R. McHenry at J.R. the Boss Man, host of the Boss Man Show. Go on there and check out all his interviews with I believe every coach in the tournament, like Jim Larinaga, Shaheen Holloway, you know, everybody that was just playing these past couple weekends is on there. And, you know, he's doing his thing. Like you said, he's been grinding a long time. He's been at it a long time. and That's uh, what it takes. Yeah. yeah that's a, Absolutely. A good dude, man. Big personality, funny, 
authentic, real. He he don't, you know, he is he is who he is. He ain't gonna be phony with you. That's what you see. What you get with that dude, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good, had a had a good time. Good interview. Had had to talk about the slap though. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it it it's like anything else. It's become overanalyzed and and you know, uh, but it's just, it's just killing me. The assault. And look, look, I get where Will was coming from. Somebody it like, because like I said, he's got to go home with Jada. Now, all that stuff we said is true. And, and that's the thing, too. An incident like that is not just ABC. There's a lot going on here. Was Chris Rock out of pocket? Yes. Was Will wrong for the slap? Yes. Was he laughing? He was. But laughing or not when your woman gives you the look you got to do something no nope. cuz you can't go home with her saying why don't you do nothing mm, yeah. it, i would rather and, and and that's my thing i would rather be wrong supporting my woman than right and have to hear her talk about it mm-hmm. remember that time you he used to talk about mm-hmm. me you didn't even say nothing mm-hmm. and it'll come up in the moment and way on down the road, it'll, so, it'll it'll come up way on down the road and slap you like Chris Rock got slapped if you don't do nothing. Right. Now, <laughs> you know, people try to make it, well, comedians, uh, they got to be able to make jokes. Look, man, comedians are just people. They're not out here telling truth to power. They're telling jokes. Where I was from, probably where you was raised, you can only be as funny as your hands will allow. Like, we've all had that moment. You've been telling your mama jokes and something hits too personal. The other person say that's enough. If they're nice enough to give you a warning. Yeah. And that next joke, you got to be ready to put up your put up your foot, put up your hands. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stuff at play. Uh, but the biggest thing is two rich guys got into it. That, that's all it is. It's not yeah. an indictment on black people. I've seen people. Uh, well, we saw, saw what Will Smith was saying. That's what abusers say. What? How'd you get to that? Look, man, again, I'm not trying to read into this relationship, but if Will was that type of dude, he would have whipped her when he when she said something about some entanglement. That's right. what if he was that dude, right? He would have come out when she's talking about when she's writing love letters to Tupac. That's when it would have come out. Mm-hmm. He was just in a situation, he's like, what can I do to save face with my woman? Yo. So, like I said, there's a lot of wrong, there's a lot of right. We ain't got to do all this stuff that we're talking about. Well, what if? Well, it wasn't that. Right, yeah, like, yeah. It, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And then all these celebrities, they traumatized. This slap does, it, it got them traumatized. And this is what I tweeted out yesterday, too. Look, man, every week I've seen video of, of police, some law enforcement people shoot kill an unarmed black person every week now we know brianna taylor's name we know george floyd like that's trauma two celebrities slapping or one slapping the other that's not traumatizing to me you know i'm old enough to remember when the rodney king video was on repeat for years that's traumatizing this ain't nothing and all these celebrities oh what are we gonna do with the oscars look man all I got to say is y'all need to Google Roman Polanski 
wasn't able to go pick up his last Oscar. Google it. This is the most disgraceful thing ever. More disgraceful than Hannah McDaniel that they basically had to sneak in to win her Oscar for Gone with the Wind. That was disgraceful. When it when the Oscars win 100 years and like three black people won, that's not disgraceful. Yeah. All these dudes that have done way worse than smack another grown man, that wasn't disgraceful. Harvey Weinstein got like 80 Oscars. And yeah. that dude was way out of pocket. Criminally. That that that's not disgraceful. So you know, miss me with that. Mm-hmm. We ain't got to be way out here on this one. This is just two grown men, both kind of in the wrong. All right, we move on from it. Nope. But like you said, when you see somebody walking up to you and they ain't saying nothing, <laughs> you got to be ready to go. Gotta be. Got no something coming. Yeah. Gotta be. Can't be surprised. No, like, like oh, can't be like, wow. I mean, you should not give you, you're not gonna give you a especially when you do like this. You come on now. You got to be like Nolan Ryan. You see somebody charge at you, you got to be ready to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that was the equivalent of, of, of Nolan Ryan letting Ventura just tackle him. If if that's what Rock did, because but Nolan was ready for it. Right. Chris, you got you gotta got be ready slipping. to go. Chris got caught slipping. So it is. A lot of things broke down. They should have gone to commercial. Like they they should have done a whole lot of things. It was just watching it in real time and especially seeing the international feed that had the whole run up. It just look. This is the risk you take when you make fun of somebody while they're sitting there. No. That's that's the risk you take. That's true. Well, I'm a comedian. Does this mean if I'm doing a show? Yeah, hell yeah. If I'm sitting in the front row and you're like, oh, look at this dude with the glasses and everybody look, okay, move on. Oh, he got that San Diego Padres hat on. Okay, move on. You know, like, you know, okay, okay. But yeah, that's the risk you take. I was trying to, and we don't have comedians on here. Roy Wood, Sinbad, um, Charles Moore, local comedians, big time comedians. We 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 run the gamut with comedians. Uh, Michael Rudolph, you got yeah. Charles Moore that you went to see. I yeah. saw Michael. Michael tweeted out. He said uh, a couple of days ago it was something to the effect of. Uh, so I'm trying to scroll back and find it. He said, "I haven't been slapped for any of my jokes, but I there's times I deserved it." So he he even kind of admitted that I've I've went too far, and if I'd have got slapped, I would have deserved it. If you know, and, and here is the difference that I've 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 quote tweeted a lot of comedians, and because they're all boohooing in their tears about <laughs> somehow they are truth tellers and all this. Be funny, <laughs> be funny, because I'm tired of people like, oh, you couldn't make Blazing Saddles today. I love Blazing Saddles. It's a great film. Yes, they say the N-word in that film. The difference is, it is hilarious. They're not just saying the N-word to say it. They're not just talking about this group to say it. it, It's funny. (laughs) You look at a movie like Airplane that offended everybody. Nobody was safe, right? But be funny. You can still push these envelopes as long as you're funny. When it stops being funny, you know, these comedians, and I'm speaking in generalities, 
They defended Louis C.K. with all that stuff. They defended Bill Cosby with all that stuff. They defended uh, Kramer from Seinfeld when he was talking about a hard R. Like, they defended these people, and it's like every group defends each other. You know, the, the, the police, whenever somebody crosses the line, they, you know, uh, sports writers, they won't admit that sometimes sport, other sports writers ask stupid questions. They, that's just the way it goes. But comedians are not a protected class. Just because you're on stage telling some jokes, oh, okay. No. You can still catch these hands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, look, you know I was born and raised in the suburbs, right? But still, you can catch these hands. You and I can have an argument and it can get to a point where, well, damn it, we might have to scrap it out. Now, it might, you know, it may not get there, but there's a point with people you know, people you don't know, okay, it can cross that line. Violence is never the answer. Sometimes the hell it is. Sometimes (laughs) it is. You know, people, you don't need to use cuss words. A a well-timed, well-placed Sam Jackson keyword, it's unambiguous. And if you say it, it rolls off the tongue and people know what you're talking about. Right? So all this, I can't believe I was the answer. Have you been in America? Have you been in America? <laughs> this, this, this another man slapping a man, like what, ooh, America, like any given day in America, there's another mass shooting and it doesn't even register. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what are you, we are past the point of somebody slapping somebody being the, what breaks down American society. True. I'm gonna get off my soapbox, but like, the, like all these, all, all these things, just kind of, what are we doing? It wasn't that big a deal. Somebody <laughs> slapped somebody. Yeah. yeah uh, Shaq slapped Greg Oshetag down. I wish there was video of it because I only want to see another grown man slap another grown, another seven foot grown man to the ground. Yeah. The only person I'm upset about is Chris Rock. You can't slap me. If yeah. you punch me, I'll be like, all right, I open up the envelope. But a slap as this was that look, it ain't toxic masculinity. You can't slap me. Another man can't slap me like that. No. You're right. I would have been like, go to commercial, and now we got a fight. <laughs> like I told you last week. I had a boss. Uh he liked to fuss and cuss. Well, I can fuss and cuss too. If we got to go fight out in the parking lot, we can do that. You may whip me, but we still need to fight. Yeah. (laughs) There's just a point in time where violence isn't the answer. What are you talking about? Yes, it is. Sometimes it's the only answer. (laughs) What am I going to tell my children? I'm going to tell my children, you know what my youngest said? Did Did you see the genie from Aladdin? Slap the zebra from uh, uh, Madagascar. Yeah. That's crazy. That's mm-hmm. like, I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's it. That's what happened. But people, happen. I can't understand why we would do it. Man, when your woman give you the look, sometimes, you know, I might have to take an L, but I ain't going to take an L from her. I'm going to take an L from you. I ain't going to take an L from her. What if Mike Tyson said the joke? Well, then I'd rather take that Tyson then, 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 you know, then disappoint my woman. That, and and I get it. It might be toxic. It might be old school thinking. 
But the way I was raised, anyway, we need to we need to talk about some sports. We we've given a lot of talk to the slap, which I guess since uh, Will Smith played Ali, I guess he. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Ali and Richard Williams, and so we got a lot of sports stuff in there. Um, real quick, my and I'll hit this little promo video too for BS3 that's in here. That's that's something new we can put in for people watching. But my favorite, maybe I think, unless I'm forgetting, my favorite two lines because you know I don't watch many movies, and I don't ever watch the Oscars, and and probably never will, even after the slap. But, <laughs> um, from Blazing Saddles, you mentioned that that line where. They making fun of Gene Wilder, and he said, "He said, look at that Alki. He can't even hold a gun, much less shoot it." That line always cracked me up. And then when <laughs> when Gabby Johnson woke up in the church and goes, rawr, 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 and he finishes up, and then that guy goes, "Now who can argue with that? <laughs> Not only is it pure frontier gibberish." <laughs> And, and that's funny. And they're driving a car, off a car at the end, the, the farting scene. Where else are you going to see Alex Karras punch a horse? Like, <laughs> like, come on. Mogo just a pawn. Like, come on, man. That's what I'm saying. Be funny. Like, you can push the envelope. I, 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 but you can, but you're not just doing it just to do it. You're doing it in the service of being funny. Mel Brooks, boy, man. When he was at his peak, it wasn't any. It wasn't anybody better. Uh-uh. Which you and I've been in and out of the podcast DM chat. You know, they're talking about playing. You know, if we didn't get to play ball, but somebody said something about. Uh, I think JD said the other day, y'all, because I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't been keeping up with all of it, just like you have. Oh yeah, JD said, uh, y'all been busy in here because it was nothing but. This guy's in the portal. This guy might come to Kentucky. This defense with his block rate. And so somebody, Terry, Arizona Terry said, oh, yeah, we're professionals. We're all about that work. So I hit him with the gif, the gif from Blazing Saddles, where he's like, work, 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 work. And so, you know. We... <laughs> Look, you, you know, we're to that point of the season where, you know, with the transfer portal and recruiting, I can't do it. I don't have the bandwidth to yeah. check every name that comes in the portal. If you do, that's fine. That's just not my bag, you know. Mm-hmm. Between now and I guess August when the roster gets solidified, I got too much going on. Mm-hmm. And you know, we'll we've know, never we'll been. Know. We know. We know when they when they decide. Yeah, and you know, uh, I, I can't worry. Is is Cal going to figure it out? I believe so. But as we talked about last week, we got to make this work. He's not walking away from forty-two million, and, and Kentucky's not going to shell out forty-two million. Mm-hmm. Like you know, Kentucky, we we bring in a lot of money, but you're not going to pay Cal forty-two million to go away, and then have to put a contract out about thirty million to get a new top-tier coach in. Ain't nobody, nobody's got seventy seventy-five million. Like that's not going to be a, a legitimate thing. Now we can debate whether or not that contract was was right, but. He earned that contract. Nope. They, so, they, they both, both parties agreed to it. Right. So <laughs> that that sometimes that's what happens when you're Kentucky. You maybe you overpay. I, you know, but that's the way that's the way it is. He had leverage because UCLA had came calling, and and they thought, well, let's let's we don't want to lose him to UCLA, and they they both agreed to it. He, they didn't put a gun to his head and say, "Cal, take this," and 
Even though yeah. he had leverage, he didn't put a gun to Mitch's head and say, give me a lifetime contract, I'm going. It, 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 they both, it was mutual. I'm going to put this little, uh, this little promo about BS3 uh, in here for those that watch. Just a little quick video about all the good stuff that we're part of in BS3 Networks. We'll hit that right quick because it's a nice new little bell and whistle up in here. let y'all get a little visual of what we've been talking about. We've been saying BS3 Network and put it on our show account and stuff like that. Now, audios, y'all watching, y'all will see this in the middle of the broadcast. You know, culture, society, politics, marriage, um, spiritual, all kind of different types of podcast categories. Uh, ben does one with his little girl. So, they were reviewing, uh, was it Red, the Disney movie that's out? Ben and his daughter were yeah. doing that the other day. Ben's mom and dad do one every week together. They've been married 40-some years. Mr. and Mrs. Sutter got a podcast, so they got everything covered. Y'all can check out all the great podcasts that are on here with us, and it's, it's a lot of good stuff, and we're just glad to be a part of it and appreciate uh, BS3 Network. So nice little promo. It's well done. Production value was great. I mean, all the all the it's polished and everything. So, um, man, look, I don't watch the Oscars. I don't even know who uh, Eric Church is. He's a country singer. I don't know. I can't name one song of his, but he's in the news because he's from North Carolina, and he canceled a concert because he's going to go watch North Carolina play Duke in the Final Four. So, if it was ten years ago. And you know, TB is a comedian. We always think we're funny and talk about we you know, we comedians and stuff. Would you cancel a show to go to New Orleans and watch Kentucky and Louisville in that Final Four, TB? If you was in Eric Church's position, yeah. And I gotta disagree with the the national folks. They're doing a lot of, uh, you know, Duke, North Carolina, and you know, the first time they're meeting in the tournament, blah 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 blah. I get it; it's a big deal. But man, look. I was in Louisville, Kentucky, when Kentucky and and Louisville played and get ready to play in the Final Four, and the the you could feel the stress in the air just among the fans. Like I, I, I get it, you know. ESPN tells us Duke, North Carolina, best rivalry, but man, that week when it went from. Uh, was it? Was it? I think it was Baylor. We beat in the Elite Eight. Like, oh, we beat them, but well, we got to play Louisville. And once that settled in that Monday, there was a rough week. And 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 again, remember the old dudes got into a fist fight at the dialysis center. Mm -hmm. 
Like, I'm not saying I agree with it, but you can't just dismiss uh, that. Like, you know, but to answer your question, absolutely. If I was a celebrity, I mean, why why wouldn't you, you know, parachute in? You know, we, we've had Ashley Judd show up. Uh, you know, I know folks have maybe fallen out of favor, but she was a Hollywood star, uh, you know, in a lot of a lot of blockbuster movies. And, you know, she famously once said somebody tried to offer her, I think it was a North Carolina jacket when she was on set. And she said, I'd rather I'd, I'd rather uh, shiver to death or, you know, get cold or whatever. So yeah, absolutely, I would. Uh, you know, my 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 management team probably wouldn't like it, but yeah, I, you know, I wouldn't even schedule anything month of March. Right? Yeah, you just make sure you're clear. You wouldn't even. Yeah, I I, I would at all. <laughs> yeah, I would I would I would do uh, like a kind of ordinary uh, already do anyway, uh, especially that first Thursday and Friday. I'm out, not doing nothing but watching these games. Uh, absolutely. You got pulled like that? Yeah, I'd show up for, for, for the game, yeah. Uh, you know, his fans like, oh, we mad. Well, you know, be mad, you know. But, yeah, I would do that. To answer your, to answer your question long-windedly, yes. Yeah, yeah. I figured that was, you know, that was a hot topic because I don't blame him. And they've never met in the tournament period, and it is the Final Four. He's from right there close to Hickory. That ain't but a – Hopping a jump from here, I, yeah, I, I do the same thing as him too. And I was thinking the same thing as you. And you have to have to keep that March schedule clear. I ain't doing no dates right now. Or, you know, if I'm doing something, it's gonna be on a Tuesday and a Wednesday. It could be midweek, but these weekends in March is just clear my <laughs> clear my calendar. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I would do it. Uh, you know, if if my Niners in the Super Bowl or you know NFC Championship game, absolutely. Uh, my Lakers, once they stop being old and they back, yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, you know, life is life is short. Would you have gone to if you could gone to the see the uh, the Braves in the World Series? Yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. except for the birth of my child. Yeah, even if the child was doing something, well, you got to understand. <laughs> <laughs> you got to understand. <laughs> Daddy's got to do this real quick. But, yeah, I, I, I got no problem with that. Yeah. But, but the, the Final Four, look, I, Kentucky fans getting all bent out of shape. I know Duke, North Carolina, Kansas. Kansas, you know, has now got more wins. Look, you can't be – here's my only thing about that. You can't say the only thing that matters is March and then say, well, Kansas got all the wins. Because I tweeted this out, as I often do, nothing that no outcome changes what where Kentucky is. Kentucky's got eight. Nobody can get to eight, right? Right. right. Nobody can get to eight championships. Mm-hmm. Nobody's moved. now. If somebody was going in with seven, okay, <laughs> I'll be like that team can't win. Uh huh. But Kansas, for all that success, only got three. <laughs> you know, I think we need to have that conversation. Because mm-hmm. Kansas, when you look at Kansas' roster of players they've had, from Wilt freaking Chamberlain coming forward, three seems low. Mm-hmm. 57, and, 88, and 08, that's it, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, so for, for me, 
Even North Carolina, were they up to six, five, six? I don't even know. It ain't eight, so whatever. But my point is, all those North Carolina dudes, come on now. Because when you look at it, Kentucky's had a lot of talent here under Cal. I get that. But historically, we've had really good players. But we ain't had no world-beating dudes. Like we talked about, I think, last week, week before. Dean Smith had junior Michael Jordan and three other NBA players, and they didn't make the Final Four. <laughs> Let's have that conversation. It wasn't just like all of them left after 82. Let's have that conversation. No. So, again, everything people are coming up with against Cal, uh, you know, th- that's just the nature of the business. Mm-hmm. Every coach has a team that's just like, how did this team not win? And when people say, oh, we only got the one championship, like four Final Fours in five seasons is remarkably good with roster turnover every year. Yeah. Like that – you know, your your man, uh, Seth Davis, who we talked about with JR, <laughs> uh, this tweet, let me let me find it because this is it's one of those things, you gotta be messing with us, right? He said, uh, let me let me find this tweet. Duke's starting lineup includes three one and done freshmen and two sophomores. Does this mean the narrative you can't win with one and dones needs to be altered? What, three what? Three freshmen and two sophomores? Three one-and-done freshmen and two sophomores. I submit to you that in 2012, we had three one-and-dones and two sophomores. Mm-hmm. And, and, and look at the other teams. Grant 2015 was a little bit older because you had uh, junior uh, uh, Willie, Willie Colley-Stein. Mm-hmm. But, but look at that. And so, again, the biggest flip that has ever flipped on the Calipari narrative was everyone was convinced you can't win with freshmen. That was the conventional wisdom. No matter how good the freshmen are, you can't win with a team led by a lot of freshmen. And then all of a sudden it flipped to why didn't Cal win more with the freshmen that you said he couldn't win with. And I understand if you want to make those arguments either way, again, I always say if Cal was able to get the dream season in 2014 and get the miracle season in 2015, we're we're having different discussions. Right. It would make everybody feel better if he had one more. Mm. But getting to one is hard. Yeah. So getting to two is also hard. But Mm -hmm. and, and we're seeing teams that have great runs, just you run out of steam. Yep. You know, teams turn it on. Like the, the, the nature of the tournament is you're going to get some of this. But the the biggest con is that the tournament is random, right? We like Cinderella up to a point. Mm-hmm. When you've got five schools that get over half of the championships, <laughs> it's not as random as you think. Yeah. When you true. got UCLA, Kentucky, uh, North Carolina, Indiana, Duke. And they've got 30 or whatever the number is. You got like six schools. You throw in UConn. You got, uh, you know, six or seven schools that got over half the championships. It's not that random. 
That's true. Teams are good year after year after year. And I'm your perspective is good as far as nobody's gonna catch Kentucky, even though it, it's you know sucks seeing all these other brands in there. But uh, I'm I was still I'm still on the anybody but Duke. I, I just I just don't want to see him go out right off into the sunset. Uh, I'm rooting, I'm rooting for Carolina. Yeah. On Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the 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 if you've already ruined his last home game. <laughs> but if you are part of the Carolina team, no matter what happens on Monday, but if you are the Carolina team that ends Coach K's career with a loss, <laughs> there's nothing better. You know, yeah. uh, you know, I, I did I, I did tell some of my uh because, you know, I got involved with a lot of these Duke fans because we did that uh, show before the season. Oh, that's but right. But I told him, I said, look, there's nothing like beating your blood rival in the Final Four. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoyed uh, the 2014 uh, game uh, when it came in Sweet 16, the start of Aaron Harrison's – or 2014, start of Harrison, Aaron Harrison's heroics. Mm-hmm. But beating your team in the Final – beating your rival in the Final Four – Ain't nothing better than that, mm-hmm. because it's it's everybody's watching, right? It's it ends their season. It now season. I'll tell you what. There was my least enjoyable Kentucky win ever, because when Louisville tied in the second half, I was like, "No, this can't be how this this can't be how this goes." In twenty fourteen. In twenty no in twenty twelve. Okay. Okay. But they tied in the second half. It's like, okay, this can't be how this, this, this can't be how it goes. But winning a championship, ending Indiana season, ending Louisville season on route to a championship. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> like that. That that's fantastic. It, it you mm-hmm. know that's a feather in your cap. So, if anything, I'm rooting for uh, North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, you know. The second game, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I might watch it. I might not. But, you know, if people are like, oh, can you believe, uh, you know, these teams that we beat real bad are in the Final Four? Sometimes that's what happens. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes the team you boat race, you know, the way the playoffs, the way it, it's set up like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. Again, uh, we've had some 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 teams where if you look back, some other teams like that Kentucky team wasn't even very good. Yeah, you know that that team made the Final Four. That team, <laughs> like, look, I love the '98 team, mm-hmm. but let's be honest, that team ain't got the Q rating of. I, it just doesn't. Like everybody remembers Cameron Mills shot, great, mm-hmm. but that team just has no Q rating. When we're talking about the best Kentucky teams ever, the 98 team doesn't get mentioned. Mm-mm. 2015, 2010, you know, uh, those teams do, but the 98 team doesn't get mentioned. Yeah, just don't have the don't have power, the the flamboyance, the flair, just and and the reason like they were behind every game, had to come back. They wasn't just you know. They just had to gut their way and grit their way to it. You know, it's just. And, and what hurts that team is they beat teams that aren't good anymore. 
mm-hmm. in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. If you if you change the names around from Stanford and Utah, because that college basketball uh, account that tweets out all the highlights from the '90s and everything, and you're like, "Well, Stanford," you know, it's like Stanford '97 against somebody. Stanford was number four or whatever. Like, it, even though I was here, it's like Stanford had a pretty good run. Utah yeah. had a pretty good run, mm-hmm. but today it's like there's no juice. No. You know, at least with 96, you beat Syracuse. Okay. You know, you beat UMass that year. That that has a little bit more juice. But mm-hmm. 98, there's no juice. You know, yeah. 2012, you beat Kansas. Probably the biggest name we've beaten a title game. Yeah, because Duke in 78 wasn't the Duke they are now. Yeah, Duke wasn't Duke in 78. In 58, was that Baylor? Whatever. Anyway. San Francisco. San Francisco. Okay, so that that's going back, you know. So I don't know, uh, but like I said, that that whole thing I can't keep up with. Who's in the portal? Who's coming? Who's going? What's this kid gonna do? I I just don't have the bandwidth uh, for that. Now some mm-hmm. people do. That's fine, but that's never been my bag. Yeah, uh, I'll be I'll be ready to root for whoever comes out there. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's my job as a fan. As the fan, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta um gotta send out condolences. Um former UK D lineman Jerry Bell passed away Monday. Yeah. Uh, looked it up. We had them on the show. It was it was March of 2017. Uh oh wow. Long time uh, girlfriend, fiance Don Felty. It was Don, Jerry, and Freddie Maggot all came on with us we weren't on roku then they were just calling in on the line um dawn is just a super lady they yeah, were together really. forever um jerry was from louisville like yourself went to the sales yeah the sales um, is one of those schools that uh gets overlooked it's not uh trinity it's not saint x it's in the western part of the city and um it's one of those it's a private school that gets overlooked so uh, yeah, just throwing just throwing that out there, but just a terrible loss when I saw the news and I knew, you know, we'd had them on and um, it was it was good to see pictures of him at practices at games, mm-hmm. still stayed connected uh, to the team. So yeah, definitely condolences uh, to the Kentucky football family. Yeah, yeah, because he had suffered injury and he wasn't able to speak. For, for many, many years. So when Don was on there, Freddie was on there, they were telling stories. Um, I took the boys to either a football game or a blue-white game, one or the other, I can't remember. But got to, got to meet him, got to meet Don, got to see him. And even though he couldn't speak, you could just tell the dude's personality was huge. You could still just see how much personality he had just in his eyes, his facial expressions he would make. You see, you know, former players always coming back, like you said, taking pictures with him. And um, so, yeah, just definitely, definitely feel for Don and feel for Freddie. Freddie was him and Freddie were roommates at Kentucky when they were playing down there together. So, yeah. Um, and, and your man, Emmett Smith, has famously said the, the, the biggest hit that he took, at least in his collegiate career, was from Jerry Bell. Got so blown up by Jerry Bell. <laughs> so uh, definitely uh, condolences to a, a Kentucky football legend. You know, that's why I always stress with folks. 
I am thrilled with what Coach Stoops is doing right now. Two 10-win seasons in four years and, and sending dudes to the league and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But Kentucky football has had great players mm-hmm. and great coaches. Now, the wins and losses have not been what we want them to be or wanted them to be. But we've had really, really good players, really, really good people that, that laid the foundation that, that Stoops is, is, has built uh, uh, this house on. And he acknowledges that. So, uh, and, and, and Jerry Bell is one of those. Yeah, for sure. So thoughts are definitely with Don and the entire family, for sure. So definitely want to mention that. Um, guess on the, well, quick on softball and baseball. The baseball, you know, they beat TCU a while back, a, a ranked team, get an SEC play, go to Arkansas and get swept. You're like, uh-oh. And... Then they get Georgia at home this past weekend and drop the first game. So now they're 0-4 in the SEC. Like, uh-oh. Yeah, here we go again. I got you. <laughs> they bounce back and win the last two and win the series against Georgia. So you're like, all right, cool, cool. That's That was – they needed that because they were looking at 0-6 and, and now they're 2-4. and four. They dropped – they followed that up and lost to EKU last night. I hated to see that. Now I'm like – Keep that momentum going and, and handle business against EKU and then Ole Miss or somebody comes in. That's not your South Carolina or Vanderbilt. That'd be that's probably one that's a winnable series for Kentucky. But you stub your toe against EKU. So I hated to see that. Um softball team lost Ohio State. They're still doing good. But I just, you know, maybe they bounce back and sweep Ole Miss and we'll forget about this EKU loss, but you just you, we just hope they have a good season. He just, we just yeah. want to see them have a good season, hopefully. And, and men's tennis is number 10 in the country. I didn't even know that. I, uh-huh. I was scrolling the timeline, and, and uh, Andy Katz tweeted that out. I, Andy Katz. Yeah, well, you know, he's working with the NCAA, and he, he sent out the, the college uh, top 25, and I was like, oh, Kentucky, men's tennis, top 25. Hey, so, okay. Say, yeah. And, and and that's my thing, too. Everybody's ready to move on to football. But my thing is, you're going to miss a lot of good Kentucky sports if you just turn your attention to football. Like, you can do what you want, right? I, I, you know, I'm not trying to tell people how to fan. Right. But I try to be all cats everything mm. and, and, and keep up with, with cats uh, doing stuff all, all across the board because they're all representing us as the Big Blue Nation. So. That's it. That's my and, the same way I'm representing the Lakers. I'm still I respect it. I respect it. I, I don't agree with it, but I, I respect it. And and when you say you don't like the Lakers or the fakers, whatever y'all was kikiing about earlier, <laughs> please say this that you don't like the 17 time NBA champion Los Angeles Lakers. Don't like them. Don't like the 17 time champion Los Angeles Lakers. Because sometimes I'll be like, I don't like the is it one or two that the Rockets won? I can't even remember. Yeah. I can't even remember, you know. Is it two? It's two, right? It is. Oh, they did go back to back. That's cute. That's cute. <laughs> it's not a three-peat, but it's it's, it's good. Two-thirds two of the way to one, yeah. I, <laughs> You're blind about all those titles you got to CR2. I got it. I got it. I'm just going to be petty. Because, <laughs> you know, and, and like I said, the young Lakers fans, that for them – the Shaq and Kobe three-peat for them is like when they grew up, you know, 
Look, man. This, this sometimes there's a down period. That's true. That's true. And last thing, real quick, too. Oh, uh, a lot of people kind of getting worked up, been out of shape. We're seeing we're seeing a lot of transfers from the Kentucky women's basketball team. We, we saw Dre Edwards, we saw Jasmine Massengale, we saw Treasure Hunt, and then Olivia Owens made four. Um, had Cameron Drummond on Believing Kentucky for her leader, covers the women's team. It's still just her second year as a coach, her first full offseason and season as a head coach. Everybody wanted to kick dirt on her, and then they up and win the SEC tournament for the first time in four decades, for the first time since Valerie Steele was yeah. over there. That's, you know, we were four years old last time Kentucky won the SEC tournament. So, and I still argue, but I guess I do argue, Matthew Mitchell went through a rough patch. Things were going good. He had a rough patch. And people were leaving, and everybody was like, what's going on? What's happening? He was able to turn it back around. He was a lot more experienced as a head coach when he went through it than Kyra Elsey is. He he been around a long time, and it still happened to him. It's yeah, and it, it, it's too. a concern. I mean, yeah. you can't have folks leaving and it not be a concern. But by yeah. the same token, you got to give her some benefit of the doubt. I, I think she's earned that by that run she went on. So. You know, and it's tough on the outside looking in because you don't know the inner workings of the team. Right. It could be very well they assemble the team through things like the transfer portal and, uh, you know, get Blair Green back and, and get some other of the young ladies healthy and and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it something you can build on moving forward? You know, we've, we've, we've seen coaches uh, on the men's and women's side of all sports uh, – you know, the first year or two, there is a cleaning house kind of thing. That that just happens. Uh, you you look at what's going on at LSU basketball. Everybody's leaving, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes that's to be that's to be expected. So uh, I'm going to withhold judgment. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert. Yeah. On that, but yeah, it's one of those things. Like, okay, we did have the success. Where's everybody going? But mm-hmm. who knows? And then on the on the flip side, we've had, I mean, and I don't know every single person's thoughts as far as players and their families go, but we've had Cassidy Rowe and her dad on here multiple times, and they're all they even with the coaching change. They originally committed; she originally committed to play for Coach Mitchell, and now Kyra Elsey is the head coach, and they are all about some Kyra Elsey. We love her. She came to the house. We we can't wait. She's yeah. some discipline and instill her culture, and we can't wait to go down there and play for her. And when her season ended, Lonnie, her dad, he that was his last game he coached too. He's not coaching anymore. I guess he couldn't be able to be a dad and be a fan and watch her play. Yeah. And yeah. she was the player of the year in the 15th region, was a finalist for Miss Basketball, had an amazing career. So anxious to see what she does, excited to see what she does at Kentucky. And they have no reservations regardless. You know, everything's going on. They're still all in. So you hear that and you're like, well, you know, like you said, give her benefit of the doubt. She works for an AD who has always leaned on the side of being patient. We've seen that with Mark Stoops. We've seen that with Nick Mingione. 
and we probably seeing that with whatever she's got going on and if she's needing to weed stuff out or you know instill her culture you know dre edwards hit the shot to beat south carolina but she's been suspended a couple times already you know ryan howard got suspended so it's you know Give yeah. her time to give her legs under and, and set up shop the way she wants and, and all that. So um not saying that she's going to relax because she knows that Mitch is probably patient, but that's probably, you know, good to know that, hey, this dude is pretty level-headed. He's not going to give me this quick hook if I have one bad season because that's that's not really how Mitch rolls from what we've yeah, seen. Yeah, and I'm sure they're having discussions internally yeah. and, 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 and if, if – my thing is about Mitch. I know fans or whatever, whatever. Uh, he's got a pretty good track record. Like everybody always tries to bring up the two kind of big misses uh, that he had, but not the the wins across the board. So uh, when it comes to coaching hires, so you, you got to have a little bit of, of faith that he knows what he's doing. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, man, we don't have fun. Glad you got to come back home, check off all those boxes, introduce your lovely wife to Louisville, and have her push you into the second spot because she got the cobbler and she got the green. Oh, yeah, yeah, she, she got, got all that stuff. Absolutely, oh, man. <laughs> We're glad you had a good trip. Always good to get back home. Glad you got to see Mama B and all the family and, and get out and about the city. Uh, we'll peep at the final four a little bit. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. We'll see this time next week who the new champion is. Uh, NBA playoffs be heating up. We love that. Even if I know my team ain't going to be there. Yours might not be there. We'll see. Yeah. You know, they're talking about bringing Anthony Davis back at this point. Why? Just, just ride it out. But I, I just don't think the, the fans going to be ready for a, a rebuild. Like you got to, you can't do this again. Not in LA. Not in LA. You got to give them something. So we'll see. But I'm still going to root, baby. There you go. Got to. Got to. Man, been a lot of fun. Y'all, look, follow us on social media. We got them scrolling across the screen at Vinny Hardy at T Brown underscore 80 at Cats Talk WED on Facebook and Twitter. Check out La Terrain Watches and PlayActionPools.com. Huge thanks to Gatorade for quenching our thirst during the show. And, whew, and see, man. We even got protein bars that I uh, I, I snack on after my workouts. After. And when I, it refuels. Like I said, it's good. It's tasty. It's healthy. And I always wash it down. We appreciate you, Gatorade. With Gatorade. Appreciate it. Thanks again. I've been, I, I've been doing that forever and ever before, you know. Mm-hmm. Or they said they'd before, they love. before they showed love, you was already doing it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> what I need during my runs, man. I ran for the first time after traveling yesterday. I said, "Ooh, oh. my knees are like you sure about this?" I said, "We gonna make it." <laughs> so today, I you know I wake up moving like Fred Sanford some days, but uh... <laughs> back in that routine, <laughs> I gotta do that. Uh, so yeah, and if anybody else would like to advertise on the show, feel free to reach out to us. You played the promo, you can call BS3 Network or just holler at Terry and myself, and we'd love to promote your business or product just like we do Gatorade and lots of rain watches and play action pools. And so definitely keep that in mind. Uh, appreciate everybody who listens. Appreciate everybody who watches. 
Thanks again to the homie J.R. McHenry, J.R. the Boss Man at Boss Man Show. Go and check out everybody he's talked to in all the interviews he's done. And TB, we got another bell and whistle. We got a cool another little outro in addition to the intro. So all right. we'll have a little fun. I'll play us out. We'll see everybody next week. Yes, sir.